0: Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a Driver Reach and Freightways production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver life cycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate the constant feedback I'm getting on the show. Uh, it means a lot to me that, that you're finding the content valuable and, and useful. Don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you use to tune in. This week, I'm honored to be joined by a great friend and innovative expert in digital marketing for CDL drivers Travis Overton president and owner of CDL Life welcome to the show Travis great to see you thanks Jeremy thanks for having me on uh, you you and your team at uh, CDL Life recently put on an amazing event in Birmingham Alabama uh, a CDL Life summit called Turning Point the first driver recruiting and retention conference anyone's attended in nearly a year and a half you know close to 200 attendees got together to discuss what's the most challenging environment we've seen in a very long time, if not ever. So many industry experts all together in one place, such great networking opportunities as well. Uh, I was honored to be there and and lead a a CEO panel discussion. I really enjoyed that. You gave a presentation called Navigating uh, the Future of Recruiting. It was fantastic. So educational, uh, great thought leadership. Now, while there's so much we could talk about on this show, I really want to hone in on a few things. Uh, I certainly want to talk about the, the recent Turning Point event. I want to uh, break down your presentation and, and educate the audience on the current state and the future of digital recruiting. And then I want to be sure we answer a question from a viewer during our Deeper Dive segment. Does all that work for you? Sounds fantastic. Let's do it. All right, sweet. So um, first, uh, I like to make sure everybody knows who CDL Life is and, you know, and how you help companies address their uh, challenges with recruiting drivers. Um, we're obviously a an integrated partner, and 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 I know you well, but just for the audience' sake, how did you? How would you best describe CDL Life for for maybe the few who aren't as familiar with you?
1: Yeah, yeah, we get that question a lot. Um, you know, CDL Life, we're 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 a very well known brand amongst the driver population. Drivers consume us for content, for news, for social community, for engagement. We kind of are one of the few companies that we focus on the driver first for content, and then. We've then figured out how to layer on products and services for trucking companies to tap into. Um, one of the biggest needs that that trucking companies have ends up being lead generation because they have such a hard job to fill their trucks. I mean, in today's climate, finding drivers is that top buzzword. It's the top thing that most executives at trucking companies need to do. And there's no shortage of freight volume and no shortage of business uh, uh, capacity development that if... It, In today's climate, the company that has the driver ends up winning. And so if you can do a good job attracting the driver, you're going to be able to grow your fleet, grow your company. And so it's really, really crucial for companies to have state-of-the-art, revolutionary lead generation and advertising um, products and services. We've done a good job at figuring out how to tailor our product offerings to companies, no matter how big or small they are. Um, There's no one-size-fits-all in terms of lead generation services that are out there. Um, Companies have limited budgets, small budgets, other companies have huge budgets. And so we as a company have, over the last four years, worked on numerous different product opportunities to make sure that companies can get the best bang for their advertising dollar to find that driver to help them grow their fleets. Um, so for those that know us, it's content, community, social engagement, uh, but for the carrier that might know us, we're, we're lead generation, driver recruitment, um, you know, those sort of products. So we try to play in both sandbox and we try to do it effectively for both the driver and the carrier. And we try to marry them up to, to be where they actually
0: fit each other, um, and build synergies off of each other so well and i've known you for several years one of the things that i've always appreciated is your humility uh you're an expert in this space but your approach is is refreshing for those who attended uh, the event the Cdlife life summit you know i think got to hear firsthand and, and we'll touch on that shortly but what what was it that inspired you to put on the first Cdlife life summit this year
1: You know, I I think that it was just at the time that the industry over the last year has changed more drastically than I've ever been a part of the industry. You know, I've I've been in the driver recruitment space in some capacity for over a decade now. Um, And in the last year, over the last 10 years, if you had to pick one year that you saw the most transformative change in the industry, I would say the last 12 to 15 months has been that, that drastic change. Um, as an industry, we had two months post COVID where companies were, people didn't really know what to expect, right? Like they they, they were they were pausing advertising budgets. They didn't know if capacity would fall off and you had a big kind of everything was on hold. And then the industry just found out, wait a second, the supply chain in this country is drastically shifting. Now is not a time to put things on pause. Now is now is a time to really go after it. And recruiting is one of those things that there's what's called a time to hire, or there, there, there's a pipeline that has to mature. So what we saw as, as a company is that due to the uncertainty, you had the whole industry put things on pause at a time where things shouldn't be on pause. It's about to ramp up drastically. And then everybody ramps up in unison. And what happens as a collective industry at like the macro top level, everybody's spending more tomorrow to fill this capacity and things just kind of domino, they explode and cost per leads go through the moon and cost per hire goes through the moon. And meanwhile, freight volume is good and rates are good and companies are looking to expand. And so we felt like, to answer your question, we felt like that, man, so much has changed that let's, let's get everybody back together. COVID is still here but you know things have are starting to break free things are breaking loose now people are getting vaccines let's let's you know when when we started to plan this summit we didn't know if there'd be good turnout because we started planning this like in April and at the time April was still like you know will people show up you know and then sh- sure enough we had amazing turnout and people showed up and had nothing but positive good things to say. I mean, everybody was so gracious to us and, and and we really, me personally, I just, I'm so thankful that the industry turned down and supported us and um, you know, we're looking forward to doing it again. And um, yeah, it was, it was just really, it was a really good experience.
0: Yeah. And I, and I share that, you know, with the uh, annually, every, every February, you know, uh, for, for years now, you know, Conversion Interactive has this, you know, recruiting and, and retention conference and what, obviously you know, it's well-attended, it's, you know, topically on point point. But we, you know, since last year, since February or so of last year, you know, uh, you know, that was the last one. And then, of course, with COVID and so on, and we weren't able to do anything this year. So I think you really filled a, a, a void that, you know, to your point, so many people were desperately not only needing that content, but also really wanting to get together. And, you you, you know, that was that was so valuable, just getting everybody together and, and you know, it's been it's been it's been a tough, you know, year and change. So. And and your presentation, by the way, uh, as I said earlier, was phenomenal. You had the audience really kind of in the in the palm of your hands, and I and I felt like that presentation alone was worth the trip and expense. So I'd like to spend some time breaking down some of the uh, content from that presentation. You know, with the demand for drivers being so strong, there's no shortage of ads. You know, trying to attract drivers. I'm curious. You know, what is the one thing you've noticed about how crowded? the digital space has become with regards for ads for, uh, for driving jobs. Is, yeah, is there I one mean,
1: thing? It's, well, the cost per impression right now, holistically is through the moon. Um, and when I say impression, that's typically relative to display ads, you know, where you're trying to just get visibility on your messaging. Um, so there's so much budget right now being spent on advertising that, diminishing return sets in and and this is something that no carrier wants to hear that it's costing them double the budget today to produce the same result that they could have got 18 months ago like like if you're a CEO or a CFO or even a recruiting director and and let's throw let's say you spend $10,000 a month you don't want anybody to tell you that your $10,000 a month to get the same volume is just going to cost you 20 and i think what's happened is that the, the industry people that pitch driver recruitment lead generation services they've they've used that answer for 10 years now and so it's kind of desensitized like if 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 you are selling somebody lead generation services that's the pre-canned answer that you want to give hey it's just going to cost you more tomorrow um well it's a reality i've seen it like like i can go back historically trend lines and see that the cost per impression the, the most the most fundamental thing that you would translate into lead generation metrics, the impression is just much higher today. And so it just it, it just trickles downstream. It means that things are more expensive for everybody. Um, but on top of that, it's, it's not just the impression. It's the way that drivers consume jobs today. That's changing um you know there there's a couple industry experts that they put out you know click reports and search volume reports where they where they show and you can find this out the just like on google for example the way that people search for jobs like drivers aren't searching for jobs today the same way they were two years ago three years ago so so the thing that the the platform or the metric or the methodology that's being used to attract drivers if the, behavior of the drive, if the behavior of the job seeker is changing, then we as an industry need to change with it because otherwise you're just going to keep putting money into the same old thing, getting less and less and less results. And a lot of times when, when companies don't get the response they want, there's a tendency to shoot the messenger. And if the messenger just says, hey, listen, it's costing you more, you know, and that's something that people don't want to hear, um, it becomes tough. And whether it's we are an advertiser or or any of the other power players that do advertising today, the reality is the same. It's just costing more. Um, And so um, for what it's worth, you know, I just and you said, you know, I'm transparent. I I, thank you for the kind words, but it's these are just truths that that people need to hear. And if we can be that company that just speaks the truths, then hopefully our authenticity shines through and people know that we're a partner that they can trust. On their lead generation efforts, and, and and that's how my model has been since we started.
0: Yeah, and I can I can uh, I agree with that, and I think people do business with people they trust, with people they like and trust. And so, you know, being that is uh, it, it's it's attractive. They they trust you. They, they build a relationship with you, and 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 obviously you you're able to help them. Now, when it comes to deciding where to put ad dollars, if you're if you're debating between display and and search advertising what are some important things to consider
1: um yeah and so that one fundamentally for me um i kind of circle back to just the intentness of the lead or what the objective of of what you're trying to accomplish um you know and and this is where like when i gave my presentation um you kind of have to read a room and know you know the audience different people in the audience or different people in general, you have some people that are more sophisticated than others in terms of do they really understand what I'm saying or do they just generally know the buzzwords of what I'm talking about? And and so what I mean on the intent, like when you do a display campaign, for example, and let's say that I pay budget to show you an ad on, let's say I go to Freight Waves, they're hosting hosting the show, somebody's reading a Freight Waves article and then CDL Life pays to advertise and show an ad for a driving job on Freight Waves. Well, that's a very low intent advertising buy. Like I'm on FreightWaves reading an article, right? I'm not on FreightWaves looking for a job. I just so happened to see an ad for a job that I wanted. Now, my behavior, how how high intent am I as a driver looking for a job? If I If I was actually looking for truck driving jobs or I went to Indeed and I'm actually looking for a job, I'm really high intent right? Like I'm actually looking for a job tomorrow. I'm motivated. I'm probably looking to make a change immediately. Whereas if you do display advertising and, and I see an ad in Freight Waves or I see an ad on Facebook, I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm a driver. I'm always looking for a job. You know, if, if you got a different job from me, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're motivated for a job. And so what I'm trying to get at with this is that it, I have clients that quantify us on two different metrics. There's cost per lead and there's cost per hire. And different companies want to use different metrics for their objective. Some companies, they want to try to get as many leads as possible. And some do really good at trying to understand what the cost per hire actually is. Well, if you're looking for cost per hire, for example... A high intent lead might cost two or three times more per lead, like that search lead may be much more expensive, but you might need way less leads and the intent of the lead is so much better that you don't need as many to get a hire. Whereas on the display side of things, it actually might, you might get a lot more leads, but you might have to work a lot more for the hire. So and it varies, right? It changes. My whole thing is just know the strategy, know the metrics, know the differences. Know know that a display ad is not the same as a search ad. And how do you quantify it? How do you normalize it? How do you scale budget? How do you how do how do you take all these things into account when there's a hundred things that you can spend money on? Um, and so, my point was just the awareness. Just have the awareness that this is a thing that's that's actually occurring. And so. Um, hopefully that makes sense, Jeremy. And it's something that we're really close to. And it's something that today, I think companies need to be really close to this information if they're going to do well in their
0: recruiting up tomorrow. For example. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. And, and to your point, you know, the intent is, there's always still some intent, right? Drivers are still always looking for jobs, but the, but the amount, you know, as a percentage, I mean, has dropped significantly, I'd say over the last year and change. And so if, if somebody, is you know getting into display advertising? Any any other you know maybe quick tips that you can offer before we uh, before we get into the uh, deeper dive segment? Any other quick tips yeah, for getting into display advertising?
1: Yeah, I would just, a couple things is that there's several platforms that you can use for display advertising, whether it's uh, YouTube or Reddit or TikTok or Facebook, even Google. Just know the platforms, know the different strategies that are deployed under each platform. Um, Don't spread budget too thin. If you've only got 500 bucks to spend, don't do all five platforms. You're not even going to give each platform enough budget to really pick a winner. So don't spread your budget too thin. Um, do the advanced data things that are needed today to to, to win on display advertising, audience uploading, custom lists, um, hiring area targeting, pixel retargeting, um, landing page optimizations. There, I mean, each one of these things you can optimize in and of itself. So it's it, today it's a little different than just saying, hey, I did a display ad. You might do a display ad campaign, get a result you're not happy with. A month later, have somebody else run it. They focused on three or four different optimization strategies within that same ad vertical. And they might perform 10 times better than you because they focus their efforts on optimizing within the vertical itself. Um, so, I mean, quick tips. Those are quick tips I would have for you. Um, good creatives. You know, I think I talked about that. Make sure that what the images and the creatives you put up are, are good and attractive. The biggest thing is the authenticity of the ad. Um, it's so noisy out there that I showed some examples of um, viral TikTok post of drivers actually running the ad themselves where a driver filmed the ad. Those those things were getting drivers to call in and apply that didn't even cost money. It, they were just free. It was just organic stuff. And it, th- you know the biggest thing, the shift that's happening in front of us is that drivers have... Found for the last ten years, they've been finding jobs digitally. They've been finding jobs on search, finding jobs in dis- display ads. They're they're no better tomorrow on their career path than they were 10 years ago. And the drivers had 10 jobs, 15 jobs over a 10 year period, you know, maybe three jobs a year on average. So drivers are moving so much that they're no longer seeing the value and applying for jobs and finding information about companies the same way they're going to that driver referral, you know, working for a smaller carrier or working for a buddy um, and, and smaller carriers are starting to win in today's space. And so, um, there's just so many different moving parts with this that it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot to take in, but um, yeah, people can focus on those tips. I think they're better off.
0: Well, and, and this might be a perfect segue into the uh, deeper dive, the segment where we take a question from a listener seeking expert advice. And the question is what can companies do to make sure they're putting their budget in the right places? Any, any thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I think, um, there's there's two schools of thought that I have, and there one's not more right or correct than the other. Um, you know, there is something to be said about product diversity, um, wanting to have a good mix of uh, vendors or core verticals, as I call them, like Facebook, Google, Indeeds that anybody can buy from. The, you know, you want to have A-B test. You want to pit people against each other. You want to find out that maybe Indeed is 10 times better than Facebook. So Indeed should get more of your budget than Facebook, for example. So, you know, for I, I think for all carriers, all carriers need to go through the motions of testing all the platforms comparatively against each other. But you need to do it with some sort of methodical approach. Like, like I said, you can't, you can't take $1,000 and split it. You, you probably need to test it over a longer period of time where you are intentionally investing money as a carrier to test these things so that you have a better foundation of what needs to be spent tomorrow. And that means that you got to track the data and track the response. Um, so one school of defense, go into doing some A-B tests have a little bit of product diversity for the simple facts so you can educate yourself and all the platforms um that would be my the number one suggestion um number two would be um have a general idea of what the vendors and what the companies are doing on your behalf if 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 you're a company and you put your money on what i call a core product like a facebook Well, Facebook, you know where your money's going. It's Facebook. Facebook is what you're spending money on. Or if you put your money on Indeed. Well, Indeed, you know what Indeed's doing. When you put your money into a CDLI, for example, or into any of the other um, niche companies that advertise in this space, um, there's there's a tendency in our industry to do what's called performance marketing, where you give your money to a vendor and that vendor spends your money wherever they themselves efficiently think your money is going to do the best. Well, take it a step deeper. Find out what that vendor is doing with your money. Are they spending it on Facebook? Are they spending it internally on TextBlast? Are they doing email campaigns? Like if you don't know what your vendor is actually doing with your money, how can you ever as a carrier try to deleverage or optimize internally on your own efforts? And so um, I would just say, no, the biggest thing is know the product platforms, know what they're doing, and then make sure that you're doing enough testing where you internally have confidence in what it is that you're actually doing with your budget. Um, because to be truthful, Jeremy, the amount of money that gets spent on advertising, it is like the single biggest line item for carriers outside of like truck cost, maintenance cost, fuel cost, you know, I mean, it's it payroll costs. Those things are always going to be higher. But if you say, okay, how much did you actually spend on lead generation to attract driver? It's a huge cost. And. It's a cost that's always going to be needed because that company doesn't exist if they don't have the driver. So what companies sell is freight hauling. You have to have a driver to even have a business model. Inherently, the company is going to spend whatever it takes to keep their trucks staffed. So it is such a big line item on their budget that it's kind of mind blowing to not be sophisticated there. And I'm not saying carriers aren't, but I'm saying that there is the potential to do it much more efficiently, if that yeah, makes
0: sense. Certainly. And and thank you for that. And many are uh, are not, frankly, I think many are not uh, as aware or as sophisticated as they can be. And I think that's why, you know, uh, you being a, a resource for them is is a value. And you've been through a lot. You know, you've experienced it all. You've been in the industry over in the recruiting side of the industry for over a decade. Um, can you share some, you know, maybe some common pitfalls you've seen in in your years of experience?
1: Yeah, you know, being in the industry first, for me, I don't think I would ever be where I'm at with the level of knowledge I have unless I didn't spend several years as a recruiter. You know, I I was I was talking to these drivers for years and years just hearing pain points about what they go through and j- just little nuances, right? Like, you know, a driver, I've heard a lot of horror stories, a driver and 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 it's I want to be careful here because I don't want to come across as negative net. You know, I don't want to be that guy that's just pointing out the industry problems. But knowing these problems creates a feedback loop where you know how these drivers think. And, for example, like I've heard horror stories where drivers accept a job, they go in for orientation, and then the truck that they're supposed to get into is not ready or the mattress isn't cleaned out. Or they're being asked to go recover a truck on the first load. It's like, hey, come in, come work for us, get through orientation. Um I think today that probably isn't so much a problem for a lot of companies because companies have such a need that they have trucks parked. It's you know, the truck shortage isn't the problem. So that's probably a bad example for today's climate, but it's just a, an example that I've I've lived that and I've seen that. Um, or for example, you know, just know that a lot of times when drivers change jobs, right, they don't come from home to change a job. They come from an additional carrier. Mm-hmm. Like they, they return a truck at a company's yard. Then they come in for orientation. Well, what does that mean, Jeremy? It means they have all their stuff with them. Mm-hmm. It means that they haven't been able to get back to the house. They have to take all their stuff to the hotel. They have to go through the process to get all of their stuff back into the truck. And, and then the company wants them to take a bus in for orientation and you take a bus to orientation when you have a whole truckload of stuff without having to get home first, that's you're, you're asking a lot from that driver. Um, or that driver hasn't been home in three weeks because he's been trying to return his truck for two weeks. He has to go through a week-long orientation. Well, for that driver to go through orientation, he's going to miss a paycheck. Then, Typically, pay is going to be a week's in the rear. So he goes another week without pay. So what you're asking a driver to do, and then a lot of times companies that that have drivers that quit, they hold back the last week of pay for like cleaning fees or truck recovery fees or, you know what I mean? Um, There's just all these things that go on. So once you kind of understand what drivers actually have to go through to change jobs and what it means for them, it can help influence the decisions your company makes to be more attractive um and so um i don't know if i answered your question i kind of you know you have to bring circles back for us
0: <laughs> no you you shared some uh some those are some some great pitfalls and for things for us to be aware of you know that we need to you know um, protect ourselves against and i think to your point having that experience that you had uh enabled you to uh, to a- account for it to accommodate for it and to educate people and these are the the challenges that Drivers are experiencing not just with a company, but overall, these are the types of things you you have to think of about this process from the driver's perspective and and consider if that were you, would you want to have to be, you know, having to jump through all these types of hoops? So you got to consider this from their perspective and, and make it easier for them. Now, we we yeah. do have I do have. Uh, one more question for you, cause we're, we're up against the time, but, um, you mentioned kind of earlier, you hinted that, that the CDL life summit that we had just earlier this year is, um, uh, uh, was, it was the first one, uh, do, mm-hmm. is there a plan? Do you have plans on, on, on having another? And, and I mean, I know we, it, it was recent, but is that something that uh, you think is going to be a, an ongoing, uh, event?
1: Well, from the feedback I got from everybody and all the attendees, I think that my arms being twisted into make it a reoccurring event. And so, um, what I've learned is, is listen, this industry is so close knit. The, the people, the colleagues that we have, and I'm going to say, Jeremy, you and I, right? We're we're great friends and good colleagues, and I, I want to help you guys out as much as I can, just like this industry is so close knit. There's so many friendships. And on my Leah gave an inspiring speech and presentation about just the macro level, the problems that we face. And there's no doubt in my mind that all the talent, all the brain power, all the resources, the the people that we know, the people that we network, we can solve these issues together. Like somebody's got to take the lead. And so from the networking in and of itself, Even if the content was bad, even if we didn't have a good summon, even if our presentations were not up to par, there's power in just the networking in and of itself. Just to get the industry together for a few days, that in and of itself, I feel like is a win for the industry, let alone having good content, good speakers, good messaging. So I think the answer is yes, we're going to try to keep doing this, but we're going to lean heavy on... Um, what the attendees and what the industry wants and will they come? And um, if the answer is yes, they're going to come and they want this and they want net more networking opportunities. If, if CDL Life can be a conduit into helping just bring people together, then, of course, the answer is yes. That's that kind of inspired the foundation of who we were on the driver's side. Just lead with content and lead with community. And, and the principle is the same for us. Colleagues and professionals have good community, good conversation, good time. Um, so, um, we're, I in Kansas city next year having an event here in Kansas city, it's it's our headquartered office. Um, and so we're, we're waiting for survey responses to see what the industry feels about coming out to Kansas city. And so we'll, we'll see what we come up with and there'll be more to come on if, and when we have another one.
0: Well, nice. And, 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 and I completed the survey I'm in. And, uh, first of all, I think the industry uh, was starving for, for leadership and you stepped in. And you said, follow me. And that was awesome. And I'm looking forward to, I, I certainly uh, agree with you. I think that the in- industry will embrace you know, more of these events and I'm looking forward to attending. So Travis, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great seeing you as always. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon.
1: Jeremy, thank you so much. You did an amazing job um, hosting and moderating the CEO panel. You, you really just did a great, really, really clean, good job doing it. So I can, you know, you're doing a great job moderating this and hosting this. So um, anytime that I can be a part of anything that you do, you let me know. I'm more than happy to be a part of it. So Awesome.
0: Thanks so much. And thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road. Uh, thanks for sharing episodes with your colleagues and, and helping us spread the word on how we can better navigate the driver shortage challenges. You can also follow, follow along at driverreach.com podcast. And don't forget, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you're using to tune in. Until next time, thank you for Taking the Higher Road.